The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. Hello, hello, all you out there in internet land. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. It's a podcast. You listen to it with yours. And as you can see, we are live at AwesomeCon 2018. We're yes. actually, uh, so we're in a, a similar situation to what we were last year. We got a, they were nice enough to give us a table to promote the studio. But we wanted to actually, instead of doing just, you know, like live discussion pieces from the floor, we actually just wanted to do a live episode of BGN just because we've been right. preparing for this for a couple weeks, so we haven't really done like regular episodes at least since the beginning of March. I think it was. Yeah. So it's been, I, it's, it's been a while. It's it's it, we've been busy. And yeah. It's it's been a while. Since anyway, so but there's a couple things that have been going on this last week that I feel like merit discussion. Like first of all, I got them right here, and the let's let's talk. All right, so obviously. Anybody who's been following the whole FCC situation with Agent Pi trying to nix net neutrality, you know, to sort of uh, beef up, you know, profits for uh, your internet service providers like Comcast and uh, Time Warner and yeah, the, 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 yeah, Time Warner, Comcast, AT and T, you know, all them the oligarchy, banks. yeah, all them dicks. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. Now Elon Musk is throwing his hat in the ring. Now, he had discussed it before, but now he's actually gotten approval from the FCC to launch satellites. It's the, they're sending up two right now for testers, but they want to send up as many as 11,925 satellites. That means that even the most rural areas on the planet Earth can get Internet access. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is great. Like, hey, you live in Tonga? You can get internet access now. I mean, that, like, flies in the face of everything that, like, Mark Zuckerberg and Bill and Melinda Gates were trying to do. And it's just, like, it just, he jumped ahead and, like, made leaps and bounds. Yeah, that. which is great. And But I I heard that, and I was like, 12,000 satellites. That's, right. that's, that's a pretty big deal. And what happens when they start, you know, what happens when one of them goes out of orbit and crashes? I mean that's space debris. There's there's thousands. Oh, of... Oh, I mean there's oh there's already thousands of satellites. I mean that's the thing. There's already thousands of satellites already in orbit. It's the trash band. The trash band. That's good. That's, that's, that's a good one. I like that. Is that what it's called, or did you just come up with that? I just came up with that. The trash band. You brilliant boy, you. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Elon Musk is already a vanguard in electric cars right in you know reusable space travel and now he's trying to because he's 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 gone on record saying this could be where like doing affordable internet for the entire world yeah is an industry that could give us tens of billions if not hundreds of billions of dollars of revenue and i'm just like i mean i'm glad that he's willing to you know do that process where he's like yes i'm willing to I'm willing to... I forgot to put this up. <laughs> Currently recording podcasts. I forgot to put that sign up. Whoops. Whoopsie. But, um, it's great because he's willing to do that because he wants it to be beneficial for the entire world, but he's obviously still a businessman, so he's not losing you know, sight of the almighty dollar or whatever the highest valued currency is right now. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin, yeah. He's, he's got to keep an eye on his Bitcoins. Elon, Elon coins. You know, you laugh, but that's something he would do, probably. Uh, Musk Mint. Musk Mint. There's our episode title, Musk Mint. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... All right, so, next, 
Next, I want to talk about, this is something that I saw two days ago, and it has legit been cracking me up. It's been cracking my shit up all week. So, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Donald Trump uh, recently put in legislation that they don't, he doesn't want to pay for oil paintings anymore. You know, know, the presidential oil paintings, like the official portraits they put up? Yeah. You know, it's what they end up using on Wikipedia for, you know, people's, you know, for president's Wikipedia pages. Well, so Trump, you know, decided, you know, uh, I, I don't like oil paintings. They're not my thing. They're not huge. It's not huge. Mine would be the best oil painting ever, but I don't like oil paintings, so I'm, I'm going to stop the oil paintings. Right? So, I, I, <laughs> when you just get George Bush to paint it. Well, so somebody's already stepped up to the plate uh, and decided that they're going to paint one for him. And... Jim Carrey paints. Yep. And that's who it is, Sean. Oh, yay. <laughs> Mr. Nutty Mr. Nutty Professor himself. I mean, not really, but you know that's, what I mean. That's Eddie Murphy. I know it's Eddie Murphy, but, you know. So, Jim Carrey actually painted a portrait of Donald Trump and officially submitted it to the Smithsonian for consideration. Do you have the image? Oh, oh, I have the image. Because I want to see this. So Jim Carrey tweeted this at the um, at the Smithsonian and said, "Here it is." So, dear Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery, I know it's early, but I'd like to submit this as the official portrait of our 45th president, Donald J. Trump. It's called "You Scream, I Scream." Will we ever stop screaming? Are you ready? Yeah. Are you, are you ready for this? I'm so, ready. <laughs> Get it up on the camera there. Oh my god. Just For those of you for those of you playing the home game, just this is so ridiculous. Oh, it's but I'm I, Could you think of a better Could you think of a better depiction of Donald Trump? Really? I can't. I mean, it's Wow. This portrait features Trump sitting in his bathrobe <laughs> eating an ice cream cone, which is highly accurate, so he has my vote. That's uh, Jim Carrey. I mean, what I an mean, honor. Carrey has real attention. To, it's a, this is the description in the article. <laughs> Sorry. So it's um, between the orange folds of Trump's skin and the nipple-esque cherries on his ice cream. I was hoping through uh, the next few years of the administration without being forced to look at his burly chest here, but here we are. <laughs> Ugh. Apparently, Jim Carrey has also done some other work, including this wonderful portrait of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> I want to show that to the. I just. <laughs> eh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Oh God, there's more! There's more! <laughs> Keep out sewage <laughs> contaminated politics exposure. May cause illness. Oh my god, Jim Carrey is amazing. Wow. No show that one. I'm going to show him this one. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Who knew? Oh, I love the end of this article. It says, Rembrandt, El Greco, step aside and meet the portrait painter of the 21st century, Ace Ventura, pet detective. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, it's oh. fantastic. It is. 
He's like my hero now. It is. It's great. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh. Oh, so, my God. Um, All right, so we got... The next so one. That's that. Okay, so... On a more... So... You remember, like, when you were kids, or when you were, you were watching an old movie, and, like, the parent of a child is saying something like, you'll catch super herpes, or... Bleh. <laughs> And you're like super that's, herpes. That's not a thing. With the power that's, of hurt. I was like, that's that's not a thing. Why are you why why would you say that? It's not a thing. Is it a thing? It's not a thing. No. Apparently though, the first confirmed case of drug resistant super gonorrhea has officially been confirmed. There's <laughs> never been a, a time where nerds weren't more safe. Uh, I mean, I know in popular culture, nerds are always sort of like, you know, aimed as like sexually frustrated, but maybe that's a good thing in this case. Right. Because at least you wouldn't be getting super gonorrhea. Exactly. So apparently in the United Kingdom, it's the first, it's the first confirmed case of multi-drug resistant gonorrhea. Multiple drugs. (laughs) Uh. Oh, jeez. So, so health experts have expressed concern for some time about the rise of drug-resistant strains of sexually transmitted infections. Still, even as gonorrhea strains begin to evade certain antibodies, doctors have usually been able to treat the disease using combination of some commonly used medications. Until now. Until now. Okay, it's just... This summer. Oh, okay. So, it's a... He was from the... uh, It's a gentleman from the UK who apparently reported one regular female sexual partner in the UK and one in Southeast Asia. Oh, God. <laughs> you never cross the streams. Never cross Bill Murray taught us that. You don't cross the streams. It's okay to cross swords. Sure. I'm, but, I mean, in, give, in certain situations. But never, but never the streams. Never cross the streams. Stay in what? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay, hashtag stay in hashtag your lane. Hashtag stay in your lane. That's the other portion of this <laughs> That's it, like, you know, you just got to be careful, man. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Mm-hmm. But it's just, oh. I, is it just one of those things where when you hear this, though, you're like, okay, what celebrity caught it? Right. Because we were in the car, and I mentioned this, and it's like, okay, which Kardashian caught that? <laughs> um, probably. No Chloe. name names. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe. It's oh, like, Jesus. It's like, hello, Chloe Kardashian. And just, you put your hand out to shake her hand. Like, oh, God, I've got it. <laughs> Everyone within a 50-foot radius of, of this person is now officially caught gonorrhea. She, she, is, she has made the, uh, she has made it airborne. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but only through farts. <laughs> Brian screwed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I do want to ask you this. So, um, obviously, you uh, you saw Ready Player One already. Yes, yes, I, yes, I have. And we're, we're not going to go into an in-depth conversation about it yet, but I do want to talk about it. So, you've you've li- read the book, you've listened to the book multiple times. So, I have to ask the question f- Un- to you. Unashamed. <laughs> Unash- no. So, I have to ask the question for you. How? Give me a percentage. How accurate to the book is the film? Give me numbers. Um, 38%. Really? It is... There's a lot of changes that have been made. And keep in mind, 
if he would have made this, it would have, like, to the letter of the law, it would have been, um... A Peter Jackson extended cut would be a short film in comparison. So it, it, it's long, hell, hell, hell long. Right, um, you gotta condense, essentially, what, it was like a 14-hour audiobook? Yeah, you gotta condense hour, that to a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yes, yeah, so like a like 14, 16-hour audiobook into, until like about an hour and 45 minutes. There's going to be deleted scenes, I just know it. Yeah, sure. But the references coming out of this was insane. Um, I'm, go- I'm going to talk non-spoilers. Uh, I'm not going to really talk spoilers, but it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, and the changes he did made, I thought, were... were, it, were it, it was advan- an advantage to the story, not a hindrance. Okay. So, um... The, the CGI is just unlike anything you've ever seen. It's something now you this... have to see in theaters. It's just one of those things. It's one right, of those so Spielberg you movies you have to see in theaters. Especially with that. So, most films with an over-reliance on CGI yeah. end up losing something. Do you think Ready Player One, because again, like you said, it, it, it's a large portion of its CGI because of its setting. Uh-huh. Do you think it suffers as a result? No. Because... I know that it's he used the digital tools that were available to him because it's a virtual world. So the people who who love this book and who who really like everything that's in it are I think are going to love the movie as well. Uh-huh. There might be a couple of percentages of people that, you know, that didn't like any changes whatsoever like the book as is. <laughs> that's fine. Where's Will Wheaton? I want Will Wheaton. <laughs> The weed inverse. Where is it? Um, and now remember, not to be confused with the weed inverse. It's the wheat inverse. The we- uh, yeah. The, the Will Wheaton verse. The Will Wheaton verse. Actually, the wheat in, in, Actually, in the book, um, Will Wheaton and uh, I think Neil Patrick Harris or some somebody else, I've been are are in charge of uh, are the president of Oasis User Rights. So they and, and they they get voted in every couple of years, and so it's the, it's the Oasis election. Nice. Yeah, so that that one that was that was cool how he put his name into that. So oh, Will Wheat Thins, Will Wheat Thins, which I do have a my nephew has a box of Wheat Thins yeah. signed by Will Wheaton last year here at Awesome Con. Yeah, um, one of the one of the best moments of last year's Awesome Con, your nephew just brings in a regular old box of Wheat Thins, walks up to Will Wheaton, gets him to sign the box of Will. Uh, the I was about to call it Will Wheat Thins, but yeah, it just gets him to sign the box of Wheat Thins, and so from now we've just. Collectively started calling Will Wheaton Will Wheatons. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. It's just a fantastic movie. I uh, mean, it's. it's I, the problem is, like, I can't talk about too much of it without giving everything right, no, no, I get away. What um, a recommendation on your part, right? A like recommendation just, on my yeah. part. Um, working. Uh, I'll, I'll do one. That's I, I don't know. Spoilers. I guess not really spoilers, but. Uh, if you don't, if you want to run to this movie with with nothing, uh, obviously you haven't been on the internet, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because the trailers are everywhere. Um, so instead of like they put movie references and yeah. like War Games was one of those in in the book, which was an amazing movie. Yeah, go see War Games if War you haven't Games, seen it. War Games is fantastic. Matthew Broderick, Ali Sheedy, but this one, it's the Hotel from The Shining. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was really cool. No, no, it no. It was no. really cool. It's, so I mean, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Kubrick, you you'll really enjoy that that reference. It's sure, just, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit bummed because I I wanted to see that scene, but I knew there was no way they could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, they they pull it off here. I think in, in a nice in a nice way. It's great. <laughs> is it like the scene? Like, is it the scene where he's chasing Danny, or is it the scene where he's like trying? There's to... a there's a couple of different ones. Wendy, darling, light of my life, you didn't let me finish. I just said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. No, Jack Nicholson's not in it, in it at all. They're just, oh, in the, they're, they're just in the location. Boo. They're just in the location. So so the oh, setting. Okay. It's okay. just the setting. So they're in the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, they're in oh, the okay. Overlook Hotel. Are the little girls show up? Yeah, play with us. yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. And one of the one of the characters that runs into him in the hallway, and just the reaction it was just because he has he hasn't seen the movie before, so he's just like, "Oh, hey, little girls!" Like, <laughs> and, then, and he's just talking, starts talking to him, and and everyone else is like, "No, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 that idea." Uh, in, insert right here in uh, fun fun times and soup. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Why would you talk to the little girls? <laughs> it's so great. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Ready Player One, definite recommendation from you. Definite recommendation. If you have read the book, obviously you've already wanted to go see it and going going to see it. Right. If you haven't seen, if you read the book and haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Go go see it this weekend. Uh, immediately. I'm going to go see it tomorrow. I yeah. haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to go see it tomorrow. But. When are, you, when are you seeing it tomorrow? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Probably, I mean, because uh, so, relation to what today is, today is the day before Easter. So, we're considering maybe not coming to the con tomorrow because, you know, it's a holiday. Probably going to be dead. Yeah. Then again, I don't know. I, I haven't decided yet. So, if I go, I might only come for a couple of hours, then go back. But I'm definitely... I'm definitely going to see it tomorrow, whether I see it late or early. But I'll text you when I go see it. Cool. But I'm I'm still super excited about it. I'm I I I am. Uh, it is a book that Sean kept pushing on me for like the longest time. And I he's like, you have to listen to this. It is amazing. It's I'm like it's awesome. It's like well, how like long? The is amount it? of, like it's 14 hours. I'm like Ugh. the amount of many of the the credits were the longest credits I've ever sat through on a movie. Mainly because all the rights, all the okay, courtesy so all right, listings. I gotta ask the question then. Is there a after credit sequence? No. That's why I stayed. Well, I guess good. I guess that's good though because really, I know there was another book that Ernest Klein wrote. I don't. It wasn't a direct sequence. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. Well, right. he's working on it. He's working. Oh, he's on working it. on a sequel. He's though. working on it with uh, with Steven Spielberg um, as a kind of. Uh, Kind of a wall to bounce ideas off of, because you know, because of course Hollywood just can't let anything go. No, absolutely. Sacrifice not. to the Almighty Dollar. Even even our sacred film, The Room. But that was a good thing. So. <laughs> it's our sacred film, Colin. No, <laughs> that movie is awful. But but great. Funny awful. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. Funny awful. One of the best. Comedies I've ever seen. One of the, yeah, one of the best unintentional dark comedies I've ever seen in my life. 
right. That's gonna. I think we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. Okay. But we will be back. We will be actually interviewing some people around here. That because, sounds fun. Well, you know, because it's. We know what we've done every year. We've come to this event, and we've been like, "Yeah, we're gonna interview that. We're gonna interview that famous person. That famous person." And recently, in more times, we've done more. We're gonna interview people in the booths. I definitely want because the thing is. This convention is like the best of local area, both artists and vendors and all that. And I felt like, you know what? Why don't we do more, you know, more recordings with them? So that's what we're gonna do. So that'll probably be the next couple episodes, um, especially with uh, the gentleman right across the way. Absolutely. <laughs> but until you'll have to stay to watch that one. So until next time, I'm Colin Kakamis. I'm Sean Holmes. And you've been boldly going nowhere. Sean, hit me with the outro. I don't have the soundboard with me.